1: it is july 9th 2018 this is the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein and tonight we're talking about the go home show for extreme rules with me is justin labar and matt morgan is on his way i just got the text he will be here soon uh i don't know maybe he's got some longwood business he's doing uh he's longwooding, as it were but he's going to be on to talk about monday night raw shortly justin what did you think of the go home show tonight and uh how it stacks up for extreme rules on sunday
0: uh, not a very extreme go home, um, you know. I, I know I've seen many people ask me just because they're going to it here in Pittsburgh as as I'll be. Uh, it doesn't, you know, it's a cage match, you know, but there's a, there's an Iron Man match, a thirty minute one at least. I mean, there's just not there's not a lot of, you know, extreme. Uh, there's not a lot of emphasis on the gimmick really. Um, so I don't know. It, it 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 was Raw happened and Raw Raw is come and gone and my life is really no different for it.
1: Yes. Remember back in the days when Extreme, the heyday of the 90s, the extreme heyday when everything was just Mountain Dew and Red Bull and snowboarding and electric guitars?
0: Well, don't forget about Surge. Was it Surge? Was that the? Oh, Surge. Yeah. Love
1: me some Surge. The, the,
0: the, the issue is, is that, I mean, WWE is so, I mean, there's so much programming. There's so many gimmick pay-per-views that, I mean, this has been the case for a long time, that they have this event called Extreme Rules, but odds are it is isn't usually not the most extreme night of the year as they'd like to promote it. I mean, there there are many other shows that are, that that are more extreme, whether on purpose or by accident. So I mean, it, you know, this 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 gimmick of a show uh, is is all is already, I think, already it already starts behind the eight ball as is. But then when you get six days away from it and you have a very limited amount of of stipulations even to attach to it, uh, it doesn't help the case.
1: Yeah. Oh man, you're wearing a Kid Rock shirt. That was that was like the heyday of extreme. That was like peak extreme when Kid Rock. By when came out devil without a cause
0: and and this was an accident and then and then like you and I just said a second ago before we went on air like oh well this is just gonna be a a, a surefire I don't know heat heat magnet probably Kid Rock for US Senate if those who know me know it's a joke but I know that some people will now assume
1: things and I think we can all thank God every night when we go to sleep that Kid Rock decided not to run and we can be so thankful that he's pursuing his true purpose which is making excellent music.
0: I'm not going to go down your, your trapped statement there. But I would love to see Matt Morgan <laughs> Matt Morgan on a ballot uh, against or with Kid Rock. Because either way, I'd have to take a screen grab of that, and there would just be a lot of glory in seeing that image.
1: Absolutely. Devil Without a Cause. I, I, I listen to that album once every couple of years. When he went country is when I was like, eh, I can't hang with this.
0: I'm part of Kid Rock history. I was all over his induction at the Hall of Fame for WWE. I'm part of it. I'm, I'm oh, that's I can, true. Now, cause, I, cause I can put myself in you, Kid Rock history.
1: Because they thought you were Fred Durst, dude. <laughs> someone saw you in the red hat walking around town. They're like, dude, Fred Durst really let himself go. You know? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought my life would be
0: called Fred Durst, but, uh, and, and, a poor attempt of uh, humor there, but okay.
1: Oh, uh, what? <laughs> Fred Durst? <laughs> Very <laughs> timely.
0: Get Matt on here, please.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's coming along
0: here. Uh, get, get, get Raj. Where's, where's Raj at?
1: Raj, I think, is Raj in San Francisco still? Raj. I do know. I, you know, I got, okay, so just for fans of the podcast, and I'm assuming everyone watching are fans of the podcast, Raj is like, oh, I'm going to be in San Francisco at the Cow Palace. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh, maybe Raj and Glenn will get together. And over the weekend, I actually did this. He was busy, but I was like oh man, I hope Raj doesn't call me or email me to get together. I don't want to drive to San Francisco. Yeah, it'd be nice to meet him, but it'll happen at some point. Like, please, Raj, don't call me and ask me to get together so I don't have to drive an hour, you know? Like
0: see how dare you, Raj and and Mrs. Raj and I had a great time in New Orleans. I, you got to you got to take advantage well, of the time. That's the
1: thing. No, I'll see Raj at a wrestling event where you know I fly there. We're both there, but for me it's like I don't need on the weekend to drive an hour and deal with the traffic and everything else. You know I get to talk to Raj plenty. Uh, you know on this very podcast.
0: You have a lot of TV you need to binge watch, as we've discussed.
1: Yes, and and we did over the 4th of July weekend. It was awesome. Check out my Twitter feed for some recommendations to that end. So tonight, man, I tweeted about this at the start of the show. We're going into Extreme Rules. What's the main event going to be? What's the highlight feud? What's the thing they're kicking off Raw with? They want fresh in everyone's mind. Oh, my God, it's Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. (laughs) You think this is going to close Extreme Rules? This is going to be the main one, not the WWE title? Um. I,
0: I, it's very possible, you know. It's 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 very possible. I hope not, but, um, it, yeah, it's possible. I I can see that. I, I mean, I could I could make a case for a couple. I guess that is one exciting thing is you is you can make a case for what could end it. Um, you know, I could make a case maybe for the Iron Man match to close, but if it only if it closes to to put emphasis on the title, it, it, only if it closes, you almost need something big to happen. Whether it's a Dean Ambrose return or you need something really kind of. Uh, you know, big headline worthy. Uh, but yeah, but Lashley and Reigns, of course, it's Roman Reigns. I still don't buy Brock Lesnar not being at SummerSlam. So I think Reigns and Lashley is going to have an effect of, of what happens with Lesnar. So, uh, you know, I could see Reigns and Lashley ending. And WWE is going to be taking a huge risk if, they, if that's how they end things this Sunday. Because, I mean, what are they going to do to go off the air uh, without booze?
1: Yeah, and booze from the audience, not booze like, you know, the drinking, like Stone Cold coming out there with a beer truck.
0: <laughs> yes, that kind of booze.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's what Vince thinks. Roman goes out there every night, and he just gets booze from the crowd. And Vince is like, they threw beer at Stone Cold, that was part of his gimmick. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, if, if Vince is still getting over a billion dollars from from TV deals in, in his 70s, i got to think he's a little bit sharper than that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, you know, they started off the whole pull apart thing. The pull-apart thing can, Oh yeah, you know, it, it, it can work if there's actual real fire behind uh, a feud. But I don't feel, you know, when they've done it in the past, they did it really well a couple couple years ago, I think, leading up to SummerSlam with um, Brock and Taker, I think it was. You know, and they had the whole roster. I mean, it can work really well if you truly feel that there's some realism to it. But this doesn't, this just feels very manufactured of, of I don't respect this guy. This guy, he couldn't be the man ten years ago, and I, I just, it just—it just feels very, very forced. Um, so it's—it's I, it's really hard for me to get behind. I mean, you know, props to them for trying, I suppose, trying to start hot. Uh, but it just—I just couldn't get into it.
1: Yeah, the pull apart, the brawl—I just don't buy it. Their whole backstage confrontation. I mean, this is—you know—at least Sami Zayn was being a real asshole to Bobby Lashley. It wasn't funny, but at least you kind of believed, like, okay. I believe these guys fighting and having some sort of come to blows, you know?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and again, these two guys are two, you know, big physical guys. So, um, I, I think if the weeks leading up to this had been done differently, then maybe this would, would, you know, peak the meter a little bit, but it just, it, again, it just feels so, and I know WWE as a whole, I know creative, I know everything that WWE leading up to the show eventually has been, um, you know, I know there's been a lot of changes. So I get that maybe WWE just gotten themselves in a place where it's like, all right, we have to run with what we got to run with. So maybe that's played, <laughs> maybe that's played an effect in this, but still, it's just it's just been it's done no favors having these two guys team up against the Revival for week in and week out. Just, I just I have not felt uh, the emotion that you want to feel out of a match that's potentially going to be the main event at a show called Extreme Rules.
1: I think three weeks ago in a creative meeting, they were just kind of like, ah, this is a lost cause. Let's focus on SummerSlam, guys. Like,
0: well, and <laughs> in some ways, I mean, this is this is somewhat. Um, in some ways like an inconvenience creatively uh, as of a show sure
1: but remember last summer with great balls of fire we thought that was gonna be the stupid throwaway pay-per-view and that ended up being you know dare I say delightful
0: dare you say dare I say
1: um yeah I feel like extreme rules not top four not top five no top eight top six
0: I don't know. I really don't go past the top five ranking. I don't. I mean, I. I I've said this many times. I've worked Money in the Bank into being be the top four and it's bumped Survivor Series to a, to f- number five. I really don't go beyond ranking that. I will say though, I'm 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 hearing it and we'll see what happens uh, as I get more. If I can get more information to make it more official, I do think we are before the end of the calendar year going to have our first ever women's only pay per view.
1: They listen to this podcast. They read our Twitter feeds. We've been talking about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe uh well you were talking about what I've been talking about, maybe Becky Lynch has a belt in her future if they really listen to the fans.
0: Well, sure yeah. I mean, as you and I have been talking about on Wednesdays the way, the way that she's winning and by submission, uh, certainly it's a possibility.
1: Hey, it could be a fashion belt that she picks up from Express at the mall. Doesn't necessarily you know need to be a championship belt, but it's a belt nonetheless.
2: Damn it, uh, say title.
1: Say <laughs> title. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, speaking of the women's division, Hell in a Cell, by the way, I think is uh, after Money in the Bank. I think, you know, Mania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, Money in the Bank, Hell in a Cell would be my next one.
0: Yeah, Hell in a Cell is enjoyable. It, it, it's, it's another one of those things. Again, the gimmick gets so overdone to where, and, and now that they have to do, <clears throat> now they have a women's only Hell in a Cell match probably moving forward and a men's Hell in a Cell. It's almost like, you know, then you have to balance as a, as producing the show you have to balance okay you guys can't leave the cell you got to stay in it we're going to say leave the spell spell you know the cell spot for later and it's just it's so it you know, becomes like it's a big hell in a cell match but like how big is it really i don't know it, it again it's just gimmicks being uh oversaturated
1: i agree with that to an extent remember when there was talk like oh they're going to do a cruiserweight uh cruiserweight rumble like, it was like, we're just going to do everything. Take the one concept. Remember, like, Money in the Bank, there's going to be 17 Money in the Bank matches.
0: Yeah, Cruiserweight, Money in the Bank, Tag, tag Money team. in the Bank. Yeah. You know, announcers are going to rip off their suits, and they're going to have Money in the Bank, you know, for supremacy to cash in on Michael Cole, become the lead voice of Raw.
1: Oh, well, Graves will win that. Oh, <laughs> Saxton has a fire in him. He's scrappy. I think uh, uh, Saxton could rally if he had to. Uh, anyhow, speaking of women's matches, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax and Natalia did this somehow telegraph the outcome of Extreme Rules, given that Nia Jax and Natalia were standing tall at the end, that Alexa Bliss might retain? I think we were talking about this before. Alexa versus Ronda. SummerSlam, tough to make a credible match, but in terms of promos, man, Nia and Ronda did not bring it. They were downright cordial to one another. Uh, what did you think of this match tonight and how they're keeping stuff going between Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss?
0: Yeah, uh, okay match, but yeah, to, to your point you are just making, I mean, it goes back to what we said. Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey in the pro-wrestling formula, absolutely, because Alexa Bliss is very good on the mic, and she's got this great character. She's such a great heel. But Ronda Rousey is like Brock Lesnar just because of the history and, and the way they want to present her. And you don't completely go off a of pro-wrestling formula. You you have to take a little bit of the realistic formula, the realism. And that's why Nia Jax, at least in the ring, physically worked because of her size. You know, like you said, promos work the best. You know, So when I have... Side by side graphic of Rousey versus uh, Bliss. I, I I don't know, you know. I mean, you know, the way the Rousey towers over Bliss, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to squash it all now. I, I'm going to give it hope and, and 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 hopefully they surprise me if in fact that's what we go to for Summerslam. But I do think, just as I say with Brock, um, as great as some smaller athletic performers are in WWE, that could that could put on an exciting athletic match potentially with Brock. I have a hard time seeing Brock go against guys that are too that are drastically smaller than him. I need to see guys who physically, on the marquee, look like they can fight with Brock Lesnar because that's how his matches are, fights. Ronda Rousey, up to this point, could be similar, and I need to see somebody who realistically looks like she, that, that, can, that can fight her.
1: Yeah, no, and I think, uh, man, if, if only we could merge Nia Jackson and Alexa Bliss somehow. <laughs> they would have wow. it all. That's a mental image. I just want everyone to pause and let that
0: yeah, I st- gestate. I, I, I just really was going to silence myself and make any comments at the point for that. (laughs) No,
1: I mean, they're both great, but they're great in different ways. And when it comes to Ronda Rousey, that's the thing. So back to what we were saying earlier, I mean, good and bad for Becky Lynch, Becky absolutely could be built up to be fed to Ronda, to put on a competitive match, but ultimately lose Sasha, I think could work in that capacity with Ronda where the physicality and the promos with Alexa. I just think it's a little tougher to believe. Because of their size difference,
0: yeah. Well, you got to find something that's going to be a threat to Ronda Rousey. You know, Becky Lynch—they're making a big point of her continuing to win, and it's on—it's via submission. Charlotte Flair, you know, has the 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 pedigree of, of being a Flair, so that kind of gives you know right there. Natalia, credibility of being a heart. Um, Alexa Bliss again, she's so good as a heel, but she's that chicken shit heel. She's that can run you down on the mic, but it's you know it's it's how do you make it work bell to bell? Again, not saying they can't, but it's just the, the, the curiosities and maybe somewhat doubts that I have at this point in time. Again, if that's where we go for this, uh, but we gotta get through Extreme Rules first. They they could they could they could completely. I mean, Ronda's sitting front row, so who knows what they? Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna get bumped to row two or three because Ronda's in front row now. So uh, you know, who knows what swerves they're gonna throw up.
1: You think they're gonna do like Cena cut uh, Ronda cam the entire night? <laughs> I
0: think, well, no, not the whole night. I don't think she'll be front row until that match comes. Uh, Ronda drinking a beer,
1: dancing with the fans, taking selfies.
0: Maybe it'll be fabulous, but no, no, I don't I don't think it's good. I don't think we'll see her out there on it. I think they'll they'll conveniently wait until it's just time for that segment. She'll all of a sudden enter the building.
1: Yes. Um, so tonight, let's see. Uh, Jax scooped up Mickey, pressed her high for another pop. Jax dropped Mickey, runs the ropes, got a leg drop and the pin. Nijax and Natalia win. Um, we'll see what happens. I think Alexa and Nia could reconcile and then Alexa uses Nia as her muscle to soften Ronda up before their SummerSlam match, and that's how they make it seem a little more of a, of a balanced fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nia Jax fits much more. I, I like her as a heel, again, just because of her size. It makes sense, uh, but I'm confused. You know, one, some weeks she's a heel, some weeks she's not. It's, it's really flip-flopped drastically in the last you know, four months, so I, I, it's hard for me to keep score.
1: Yes, yes. Like most things, don't think so hard about it, Justin. It's a lot better if you just sort of, you know, just watch. What what was that quote that uh, came out from a former writer that yes, indeed, now the stances the writers assume that the audience just sort of fills in the blanks in their head. No, I
0: didn't see that. But, yeah, but but even your paraphrasing is kind
1: of funny to me about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they 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 just figure it out. They come up with their own logic for why things happen. Uh, so they don't really, that's why they don't care about continuity um, so much in the programming. So, yeah, we'll see what happens in that rematch. Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss this weekend. Um, after that, got some promo time backstage with uh, Charlie Crusoe talking to Nia Jax. So, yeah, they're, they're building that up. Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens, I know they wanted to show what happened last week. I felt like I mean, th- this is the rough cut of what they're going to show us Sunday, right? Before before their match.
0: Yeah, basically. It was, it was a sneak preview of the video package.
1: <laughs> it's like, we, if we don't even have the video packages, you know, to, to entertain us, the pay-per-view is doomed.
0: It's a special screening.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. They, were, they really kept this going with Kevin Owens. He brought a note tonight that he couldn't compete. thought that was a very Kevin Owens thing to do very, uh, clever, dare I say cute. Um, we oh, got so promos, cute. uh, backstage setting up the B team and the leader worlds. But before that, no way Jose versus Mojo Raleigh. Uh, and what was it coach been said about Mojo Raleigh? This is my new guy. And it was like, okay, apparently coach slept on Mojo <laughs> this entire time. Um, oh man so this is this is going to be a pre-show match right at extreme uh, rules.
0: Uh, i would assume if it's not already official then yeah i would assume um it, you know this is mojo raleigh kind of like some well, i don't know if he sums up it. you know he's an example of a guy again you know he's physically you know got great size um there's a lot of potential in this dude in terms of like personality he has and switches he can turn on and off and intensity um, but they're just doing no favors, you know. If if this is, you know, if, if 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 they really felt like they had some commitment to him, then you would just have him basically destroy a guy like No Way Jose like quickly. There wouldn't be all this, uh, all this, you know, drawing it out the last few weeks. So, you know, is he going to give him the rematch? This and that. It's, it just it does nothing. It's, it's just it's it's literally just treading water. It's dog paddling in the deep end. Um, which is the same because, I mean, you could, if, if he wanted to, you could try to do something with Mojo Rawley. He's a guy who's got an athletic history and he, he can go out and do press because of his personality. You know, it's 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 just kind of like, I don't know what to, you know, it, it's kind of like the darts get thrown on the wall and the dart was not thrown on the wall for him right now. Um, you know, we're going to put him out there, but it just, there's just not a lot of rhyme or reason for, for what they're doing with him. So, I mean, yeah, he, he'll probably come out the better end of it. He'll probably come out on the winning end of this, but what's it mean? He, you know, he beats a guy, Noe Jose, who's, you know, been around for a cup of coffee on the main roster and done absolutely nothing.
1: Hasn't he won, hasn't Mojo won every single match in this feud thus far?
0: I think so, yeah. I, I, I think. He, he's, come up, he's come out on top, and no matter what, whether it's a match or not, you know, he's been the dominant force. So, I, I just, but I don't see, I'd be shocked to see if Noe Jose tops him. I just don't, I don't know.
1: Mr. Matt Morgan
0: Hey guys,
2: sorry
1: Looking like he's on the set of MTV's Fear Hey Matt, uh, so tonight Are you excited for Extreme Rules After what you saw on Raw tonight? No Okay, well I think guys The podcast is done Um, (laughs) No, I mean I I was gonna, Matt We should go back and recap What we've been talking about But I mean First hour of the show What did you like? Well, that's probably the better question.
2: I, no, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the build-up with Bobby and Roman. Oh, you liked it? I, I, well, I, I like. I like the. Okay, I like. I like the match that we're gonna okay. see. Right, so the two characters going against one another. I like that. I just think it's we're still stuck in this purgatory place. This 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 mid gear of who's the heel, who's the yeah, you know, who's the face, who's who should we cheer for, who we shouldn't. Right when I think the fans are going to start booing Roman and they're going to have no choice but to turn him, then these clowns cheer him. You know what I mean? Like, there was no definitive heel. You know what I mean? So that part of it sucks. But the athleticism of the two is what I'm looking forward to. You know what I mean? The actual wrestling match itself. So it just feels like I'm waiting until that pay-per-view comes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The girl stuff... The stuff with the girls tonight was pretty decent. I like that. But, uh, obviously, uh, well, he said first hour, so I'll, I'll, I'll show Yeah, well,
1: that's what we just talked about, Mojo and No Way Jose.
2: Oh, like, dude, Mojo's going over on Bobby Roode house shows. So, oh. Mojo is getting a legitimate run at this, I guess. I don't know. I, I do like his aggressiveness. I think they got to get him off of uh, No Way Jose. He cannot be stuck with that dude. No offense to jose but well, would... this hasn't
1: brought out jose's character at all i mean you're just beating up the dancing fun time party guy <laughs> but you yeah. know what i mean they might as well have the six flags man come out there and dance and mojo kick his butt and it's like oh jose should be have a character
2: that
1: guy yeah that guy just have him come out there and the mojo just beats him up and it's like mojo's a beast
2: he kinda looked like the Monopoly guy, that old man.
1: Oh, absolutely. But with Jose, I mean that's about as far as his character's gone. Have we ever even gotten like the backstory? Like no. Jose grew up no. in a town like Footloose where they weren't allowed to dance. <laughs> so now that he's only moved away, he started a conga line, so dancing follows him everywhere. Yeah, no. oh, I'm just saying, I want to know more about <laughs> Jose I don't.
2: I don't want to <laughs> know more about Jose.
0: I want to see Matt Morgan in the Conga line.
2: He could, he could pay me. That, I think, you know, I think that would be the thing. I think that I, I, there's no way.
0: Hey, hey, hey! If Braun Strowman before he was Braun Strowman could be a rosebud, you could be in the Conga line.
2: Oh, if it would started my career out, and yeah, of course I probably would.
1: <laughs> but now, if the WWE calls you, or if you call them, and you're just like, "Hey guys, next time you're in Orlando, can I just can I just be in the Conga line?" <laughs> That'd be fun, and,
0: and, and then have Raj pay him adequately to wear a little sign that says "Tune into the podcast." After all,
2: <laughs> yeah, While I carry this segment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Jinder Mahal backstage uh, telling Seth Rollins not to burn it down, find his inner peace.
2: Okay, so now I'm wrong because the, the <laughs> you guys, or was it Raj, and I said that they're not making they're, they probably they're not dumb enough to make this into a thing. This won't be gender's
1: new thing and it is he's the guru again uh, good <laughs> yep it is what it is uh so rollins went to the ring cut a promo on dolph ziggler and drew mcintyre in advance of the iron man match at extreme rules which can be ziggler and rollins for 30 minutes and man with uh mcintyre he really went there what you he, think
2: what do you mean he went there
1: well he accused him of uh, i mean i, I guess there's some negative stereotypes about the scottish that he was bringing up but one of them that he said at the end was, was insinuating you, you know it gets really lonely and you only have sheep around and does Dolph have the photos you know of, of drew fornicating with the sheep
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah sorry yeah um and that was a great match too by the way um, oh yeah the main event yeah oh yeah but um it's i mean th- that's a decent storyline I mean, but this is where I get confused as a fan because this has more intrigue than the, well, not the Universal Championship match, but what is kind of in that spot, Bobby versus Roman, right? I'm more into Seth versus Dolph coming up at this upcoming pay-per-view. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I don't know why it's so... I don't. Well, they did put it on last. They did put it in the main event. So I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just. It's a blast show. It's a middle of the road show, and I hate saying that because as a wrestler, I used to see reports and someone would say that, but what does that even mean? Pick, you know, be more definitive with your damn answer. What do you mean it's a middle of the show type of show? But this is what this felt like to me. Middle of the road, yeah, or yeah type of show. I didn't lose anything if I missed it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there wasn't even anything where it was like, oh, I got to witness this one thing that happened on yes. WWTV. Yes. It was funny or clever or interesting, or I can't believe they did this. But there was no surprise to reward you for tuning in.
2: There's not. That's why I like, I like SmackDown so much better.
1: Yeah, and they know that. SmackDown, I believe, absolutely understands that even if it's a nothing week, they say, okay, we're going to do some callbacks. We're going to do something funny. We're going to put together I mean, a, a ver- true variety show with yeah. wrestling to keep you entertained.
2: Yeah, they do. NXT definitely does, too. Well, NXT,
1: I mean, with its uh, shorter time frame, NXT can just pack it wall-to-wall with awesomeness. Yeah. yeah, Because they shoot it in advance. Um, Yesterday, the promo segment setting up the main event for later in the night, and then we had Matt Hardy versus Bo Dallas. B-Team picking up another win, which maybe, maybe the titles are saying on Twitter or Worlds at extreme rules uh but how are you feeling are you still feeling invested uh or or have you gotten invested in the b team at this point
2: i mean the rest you know the wrestler in me wants to see them win you know what i mean because they were not being utilized for many for, for for a few years at least right and um now they're getting an opportunity i think they're making the most of it it's a horrible gimmick it's a horrible idea these guys are very very talented um You know what I mean? I hate to see them do something corny like this, but they're their new gimmick. But they're making the most of it. They're making it work. Um, So you automatically kind of cheer for them as as, as a wrestler that you want to see them keep climbing. You know what I mean? And win those tag titles, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, Justin, do you think they've veered too far from the B-team narrative when now they're just mocking Bray and Matt every week?
0: Ooh, In a way, I mean, what's what's it say about you know Curtis Axel, who's the son of what of, of who many consider one of the greatest in-ring performers? What's it say that the bulk of Curtis Axel's regularly televised career in WWE, he has either been doing impersonations of other wrestlers, or he's been the the lackey to the Miz. So those are his two. You know, I mean, like it, it you know, there's, there's a and, I, and believe me, I'm the guy that always preaches. It's not a, this is not just a wrestling show; it's an entertainment show. So you got to step out of just to bell action. But at some point, you know, I mean, it was cool when the B team started to win in you know, the first week or two, and they had the, the Sharpie shirts. It was it felt like there was something cool, and now it just feels like it's the same old rehash. Of, oh, we're trying to do impersonations to, to get to get heat, on you know, against our opponents, and it's just really not not funny. It's not really particularly good or entertaining. It's just kind of filler. It's it, it, Everybody remembers when DX did it great, and we remember the great impersonations back in the 90s, and it's very few people have been able to uh, replicate that kind of stuff. So when it gets done poorly, it just
2: becomes... You know blah And here's how you know they're just doing it like the writers to entertain themselves versus them trying to get them real heat because if you could pick you could pick any two worst characters as far as good versus evil and the good guy would get upset if you were to make fun of him and mock him and imitate him right more than Hardy and um, Bray Wyatt. They're not like normal human beings, right? They're like, um, what, they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're very gimmicky. They're, they're very uh, Matt's they have, crazy. They have like a supernatural element to them right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bray Wyatt's got a little supernatural kick to him, right? And Matt, Matt's crazy. And it's like, those are two characters that wouldn't care. And therefore, we don't care that they're being mocked and made fun of by the other two. So there's no heat in it whatsoever. So what is left? Why would they make them do this? My opinion, because they think it's funny. The writers right. think it's funny. And that's stupid. I hate that. I hate when writers write for themselves and the three boys, watch, you know, watch a few of the boys watching it on the monitor on week one and laughing about it. And the writers thinking they've got something. And then they continue it.
1: You know what it's like? It's like, remember SNL back in the day, Matt, when like, they would do a skit like Rob Schneider as the copy guy or church lady, and then they would just keep doing it more and more and more until yeah. you almost got sick of seeing it. And you could tell the writers thought it was hilarious, but it wore very thin with the audience.
2: Yeah. And again, again, these are two characters, that, uh, good guys, that don't, wouldn't care if someone's making fun of them. So there's yep. no key behind it. Yeah, We don't feel bad, bad, right? We don't feel empathy or sympathy because they're being mocked,
1: right? If tonight had been the only one, I thought tonight was the best one content-wise, but it was like the fourth time they've done it now. But when he was out there going beans and rice and avocados if they're in season, like his Bray promo I thought was actually, if this had been it, would have been perfect.
2: Let me be clear. I think they're very entertaining at it. I think they've done, like I said, the most with it, but – I don't know. There's no legitimate heat that these two heels
1: have. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? And maybe maybe it's not meant to have it. Maybe it is just supposed to be popping the writers at a writing. I don't know.
1: Well, and depending on what's up with Bray and his car accident and if he can really go uh, to do a full match. I mean, so tonight it was Bo versus Matt. Yep. Bo took advantage of the distraction, dropped Hardy for the pin. Um, I mean, I could almost see the B team – Beating Deleter of Worlds on Sunday, and then Authors of Pain just comes out, beats down the B team, and then the titles change the next night on Raw.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Would, would that be satisfactory to you, Justin? It
2: would be to me. <laughs> Authors of Pain win the titles, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would get the titles on on AOP and get their momentum back. I mean, I you know it would be a way to transition, I, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Matt, and I'm a fan of. Bray individually, I'm not sure what to think at this point. Uh, you know, they they haven't been done a lot of favors. I don't think for the cards they've been dealt, what they've had to work
2: with. So, yeah, <laughs> same thing for the record, Justin. I'm the same way. I know you're you're friends with Matt too, right? Like like you, you so you're like you you root for him personally. Yeah, you know what I mean, especially with what he's been through. And uh, it gets so frustrating because he handed them a friggin' the golden goose. With this gimmick, they, he hand delivered it to them, and they had to get in their own way and go. No, we need to do WWE's way. Now
0: Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it seems like, and Matt, you you know this even better. Sometimes it seems like they ask too many questions. Even if you don't quite understand why people are liking the, you sure. know, the yeah. ultimate deletion and stuff being filmed at his house. Even if you don't, even if you don't get it, it is working. So just go with it. Let, let the guy let the guy do what has made him successful. And the reason why, by the way. They're paying him what they're paying him to get him back to WWE because of what they saw.
2: Yeah, 100%. Yes. <laughs> like, what,
0: like, they're they're not paying him pennies, but yet they want to just go ahead and say, okay, but we know better.
2: <laughs> All right, well. Very, very good point. You're absolutely, Yeah, what got him back to the dance, that, 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 that gimmick.
1: Yeah. Uh, we cut to backstage. Tyler Breeze talking to the Riot Squad, uh, or at least what's left of it, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Uh, man, Ruby Riot out. Fandango, we learned, is going to be out uh for six months with an injury um fandango where did that come from uh the story broke when did that come out justin today yesterday
2: yeah just recently i think what what what, he just got injured in a match is it fandango
1: yeah Yeah. fandango i think it's uh uh, wrestling inc has the complete story i believe it's something with his shoulder something requires surgery that he has to take care of
2: oh i was wondering why you put it in there that i missed i thought i missed i'm sorry
1: no, 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 no. I mean, just I was thinking about it because Tyler Breeze was backstage with uh, the Riot Squad. Ruby Riot also out for a little while. So uh, yeah, injuries. What'd you, uh, what'd, once you think again.
2: Of, what'd you think of that backstage? Uh,
0: <laughs> it was the most stereotypical bad. You know, you know, like people like you know how people that want to mock wrestling or boxing. Or whatever they'll go Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. This here, you have.
1: We don't do fashion, and then the poor Hulk Hogan rip. We riot. <laughs> it
0: was like. What the hell? And, it,
1: it would have been only more perfect if then, like Avril Levine's "Skater Boy" kicked in in the background or something, you know?
2: <laughs> um,
1: yeah, giving each other piggyback rides. I mean,
2: uh, so corny.
1: Yeah, and I think both Sarah and Liv are great, um, but this gimmick is just bad.
2: We're crazy. We're nuts. <laughs> Look
1: it up. I'll tell
0: you what. Talk about absence makes the heart grow fonder. If there if there was anybody that wasn't necessarily. Uh, in the camp of, of rooting for Ruby Riot. With her being out for however long she's gonna be out, uh, even if it's just a month, and then these two girls having to fly solo, nothing against these two girls on them individually. But Ruby Riot, hence why the group was named after her, she was the, the leader of this, and she was definitely, I think, the had the yeah. best character, had the best connection. So her being gone for a few weeks is gonna expose and, these two. They keep throwing crap like this around.
2: And at first, I didn't agree with it. At first, I'm going, Liv Morgan's the money between the three of them. What are they doing? But no. Yeah. Ruby is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, so we got Liv versus Ember Moon rematch there. Um, Moon picked up the win with the bridge. I mean, I like the match fine, and I like this rivalry
2: fine. It's a great match. You want to know why? Because it's a great match for Ember Moon. She's working against one of her NXT counterparts that Mm -hmm. she's worked a million in other times. So now she has an A-plus match for for her um, against an opponent that she could wrestle in her sleep. And hit all, get all her stuff in, be comfortable with her opponent, not be nervous. And uh, that's what you need to continue to do with young, younger talent, if you can get it. And they're lucky that they have that, you know. So it wasn't an exciting match or anything like that, by any stretch of the imagination. But, again, it gets Moon some
0: Plus, I was a little disappointed. I love watching Ember Moon's matches. I love to see that finish. That finish right now is the most exciting finish I think on Raw or SmackDown, and I didn't see that. They didn't do that finish. I mean, I know you got to change it up, but right now, that's that's one of the that's, the, that's one of the hang, that's one of the things I hang on is to see that finish done by Moon and see how well some people can sell it. That's a crazy finish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I think this rivalry could be good. They just need to give Liv a little more character and give Ember a little more. I mean, Ember has such an amazing... Actually, both of them. Both of these women have incredible looks about them. So you get a sense of who their character is. But, man, let's really give this feud stakes. Make it a story.
2: What do you do, though, with Ember? Because what I liked about her at first at NXT was she's part vampire or part whatever. We Mm -hmm. didn't know, right? Uh, Like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool and mysterious um and when you have that kind of character a la finn balor with a demon you got to shoot that from like like certain angles and 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 and, and certain different things because other than that i'll see shots of her in the ring oh she just looks like any other girl just but a little bit shorter hmm. Do you, you know what i mean like when you see her in battle royals and things like that that normalize her and normalize her look if you will, I don't know how to explain it to you. I just- no, Matt, it's
0: it's funny you said that because uh, j- just before she came to the main roster earlier this year, I was talking to a friend about her, and I and I, cause I like like you said, I like shoot her differently. I like the entrance that she can do. I like the whole the, the thing with the contacts and the eyes. And I said, let's do something with her that I really can't recall them having done since like maybe like a cane. Do something that stands out at least for the first few weeks of her matches light the ring differently like the arena yes. differently while she's having her match she's got that were that werewolf kind of midnight thing Light yes. the light everything differently for if you're gonna give her that six weeks of beating uh you know having the quick squash matches yes. light it differently
2: yeah and, and the dumb question why not always do that if it, if it works and it's a hit yeah
0: like, they did they did it with kane, when if you remember when kane first showed up in 97 for the first Couple of weeks, maybe months on Raw when he was kicking the shit out of people, the yeah, ring right. was just red. I remember him fighting Vader uh the, like the first pay per view that he fought. So I think Survivor Series and the ring was all red. And I was like, "This is so." I mean, because Kane sure. at the time was like an unbelievable character. I was like, "This is awesome." And we haven't seen that. So because it hasn't been overdone, try it on somebody like an Ember Moon, and and that could really yeah. make her stand out.
2: Yeah, and, and then uh, or 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 back to the demon again. If with what's his name with Finn, yeah. Um. Yeah, huh, that'd, that'd be really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's. It's. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid to go too far in that direction from production point of view. Maybe they don't. Vince doesn't like I, it, but it works, I think,
2: man. I think it's lazy. I think it's they. They say, "Oh, it's time to sink and swim." And it's like you're not doing anyone any favors throwing them a damn anvil in the water, though. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? I hate that saying, "Sink or swim," because it's not created equally Ron Schumann yeah. was not told to sink or swim I'm sorry they put him in the shallow end and just fed him people for months so there's a difference of that versus taking someone like Amber Moon who has a gimmick that needs to be somewhat protected that needs to be shot certain angles in a different way and give us some back storyline behind her behind the character itself to make it different and then you got to stay on that and follow that up you got to do a little bit of work, creative. I know it's hard, but you got to put some work into it. Um, You know what I mean? So so it's not – I hate when they say, oh, sink or swim time. It's like it's not created equally like it once was, where wrestlers can go out there and and literally snatch that brass ring, you know, a la Stone Cold on the mic and say whatever he wants and took chances in what he was saying. They don't get to do those types of things anymore. So they cannot say those stupid comments anymore about grabbing the brass ring or – or uh, what i was just saying earlier even you know what i mean about sink sink or swim it's not the same
1: well how do you think uh baron corbin did grabbing for that brass ring tonight singing itsy bitsy spider uh yeah. with elias
2: that's what cool. i think character wise in the long run it's good it sounds you don't know, think i'm crazy it, it's i i it's the big e theory mm. if you can make these guys do some of the most ridiculous things and make them that comfortable Okay, when it's time to bring them back to whatever character you have envisioned for them ten, five years from now, 3 years from now, whatever from now that character is, they'll be better for it. Like Big E is going to be a humongous, in my opinion, main event caliber draw when it's time to pull him out of that group because of his experience and doing the crazy things he did with this group. Mark my words, there's not going to be a promo that he won't be comfortable in. There won't be a context he won't be comfortable in because he went so far in the opposite direction of what he was first debuted as, right? So you get these repetitions doing these things that would normally make someone uncomfortable. That was the goal behind the stuttering character with me, honestly.
1: Matt, I watch you talk about this. I think we've talked about this before. Have they ever asked you to come see, just even speak at the Performance Center to some of these kids?
2: No, in they I'm I don't
1: know. They haven't though. <laughs> no, I mean because your perspective on this is so good, and I think it would actually probably benefit them not only to hear from you know HBK and the people that went into the Hall of Fame, but to hear from guys that you know had some ups, had some downs, were around the business, and have that perspective to learn. I think, in fact, dare I say, they might learn more from someone in your shoes than someone that had this you know, historic epic career, because not everyone's gonna have that career. A lot more of the, those performers are gonna have careers similar to yours than HBK's.
2: Definitely, uh, that, that is true. And they gotta be willing to, I'd be on them like flies on shit though about pushing, about yeah. pushing their opportunities on TV. And and it is a different landscape. Look what happened to Big Kaz when he tried to do it, he did it in the worst way possible. <laughs> You know, I would have just done it and then, you know, ask for forgiveness later. I wouldn't have asked them to tell me no. they can still do it. <laughs> but, uh yeah, it's a different It's a different setup there now as far as that goes. And I get frustrated when they put it on the talent. And you hear some of the old-timers chiming in saying, you know, well, back when I was there, I, I snatched that brass ring. I wanted it. And, yeah, you did, but it was a different day and age. Today these kids can't do that same thing. Don't tell me they can't because I've seen these kids send in – 50 pages worth of storyline scripts in 50 different directions you could take to characters, and it get doesn't even get looked at half the damn time. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not the guys that aren't putting in the time and energy, because they are. Most of those guys you see on TV are wrestling nerds, just like me. Just like you guys. They love, eat, sleep, drink, and watch and that stuff, and now they're having an opportunity to do it. You don't think the majority of them are trying to make the most of their opportunity and constantly sending them different ideas and storylines? Yeah. You know, and these writers just I'm telling you that that many writers, they ruin it. They ruin this sport, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you know, that's I agree with you. When Corbin started singing, I was like, oh, dear God. But then when he took the moment and said, I think this is going pretty well or whatever, (laughs) I was going to like I turned on it. Justin, how about you? Did that sort of save the uh, the moment for you?
0: No, it's a funny comedic touch. I mean, uh, you know, overall, yeah, I mean, it was weird to watch. and it was a little bit uncomfortable, but everything Matt's saying makes a lot of sense because the whole purpose of the Constable Cor- Corbin character, not only to give him a little bit more visibility by putting him in an authority position, but it was, it was that's been like the, kind of the knock they've had on him. They, they, they wanted to put him in a position where he needed to do more talking. He needed to do more segments backstage with Kurt Angle, live with other talents because they wanted to get that comfort there because, you know, he's got a look. And, and, they, and they can teach him. they've taught him through NXT and he's continuing to get better and better in the ring. So that stuff can be taught and can come to the ground, but you can't, you know, you, you, you can only get better on the mic in live situations with experience, repetitions. And that was the whole point of this, that was a, a driving force of this whole Constable Corbin deal. So everything Matt's saying in terms of this being something beneficial in the long run, I think is spot on.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it for yourself, you guys. If you were told, use my character again, for, for the example. Glenn, if you were told to go up there and talk like Glenn Rubinstein in a promo. Me, Glenn Rubinstein versus The Rock. Cut a promo, you have 10 seconds, go. Or 20 seconds. Versus Glenn Rubinstein, we want you now to stutter. You have a speech impediment, you're overly defensive about your speech disorder. You think you're being clowned by all your co-workers, but you're really not. And you become a bully because of it. Um, you have 20 seconds to get that character within this promo versus The Rock, go. If you could do something like that, where you're really uncomfortable doing this other crazy far end of the spectrum character, you can damn sure guarantee when it comes time, a year or two from now, just to give up the straightforward promo of Glenn versus The Rock, you'll knock it out of the ballpark 10 out of 10 times.
1: Yeah. No, and I think that's the thing. I mean, it's it's some performers are better than others. I think Corbin, that's what he's got. He's got that talent, I think. you're right, Matt, that they're letting him experiment more. They tried him being, oh, the surly, you know, guy with the skulllet and the gut. Just sort of, oh, I'm a lone wolf, yada, yada, yada. I'm better than I you. Kind I kind of believed
2: in the bad attitude he had, though. I kind of believed in that a little bit.
1: A little. I liked when he was doing in NXT, yes. uh, you know, the, the, like, go back yeah. to Ring of Honor, you know, just yes. saying random stuff. That was cool.
2: Stuff in the but, motorcycle, too, was cool. Like, yeah. Was, yeah.
1: But on the main roster, though, it was kind of, you know... a thin uh like his hairline um but now that they're putting him in different situations letting him do comedy he's a funny guy on twitter i I think there's a lot more to him than what we've seen and that's what's going to make him a star
0: well another thing that works for him too is that in this day and age of of some of of some of the vocal majority of, of fans he's exactly what they don't like He's a guy who who did not who who does not have the, 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 the deep wrestling background. He came from the NFL and that, that type of that type of bigger guy who gets plucked from other sports and gets and gets and gets to pass up the Indy Darlings, there's a there's an elk of fans that despise that. That's true. And so and so he and he and he and he's learned about it. You know he's learned about it. He's learned about the culture he's in, and he embraces it. He realizes, okay, this is this is simple heat I can get. So feuding with a guy on Twitter with a guy like Finn, who's the exact indie kind of guy or you know background kind of guy that 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 fans don't want to see Baron Corbin jump in front of in line, it right. plays perfectly.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so I thought this tag match, Elias and Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor and Bobby Roode. Um, I mean, they're continuing these feuds with Corbin and Finn, and I guess now Elias and Bobby kind of wish it was the other way around uh, with uh, Baron and, and Bobby and then Elias and Finn but um, I thought this match was okay. I don't know. Did it do anything for you guys? The tag no. match? No. Yeah. I was happy for Bobby
2: personally. You yeah. know, he's going to be on house shows by the old boy who I just said before. Mojo. Mojo Raleigh. You know, and to see him still in somewhat of a positive light tagging alongside Finn Balor is good. Um, I'll just keep harping on the same thing we say every week. Uh, they need to make him a heel already.
1: Yeah. Um, so Corbin won that with End of Days on Bobby Roode, pinning him for the win for Corbin and Elias. Um, after that, we got a little more between Owens and Braun, uh, building up their match at Extreme Rules. Uh, and we got Sasha and Bailey in counseling. What? Why did they keep this going tonight?
2: Paying that doctor, all that money.
1: Yeah,
0: but and it, just, it, 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 it was a different doctor. They got rid of Doctor yeah. Shelby and brought in somebody else. Oh, <laughs> Doctor I didn't see it. Really? Yeah, they yeah. Brought, they got rid of Doctor Shelby and, have, and had a, had a woman there. So. Did they
1: address it. Why? Yeah, think, they said it was a different doctor this week.
0: Yeah, they, I think when when Cole and them were introing it, they said that like they weren't making any progress, so they got a different doctor, and it was like weird.
2: Oh, doctor Shelby must have wanted more money.
1: Well. <laughs> But did they, have they announced a match for this Extreme Rules?
0: I don't think, no, they just said that next Monday they have to report back to Kurt Angle about how their counseling went.
2: There doesn't, there doesn't have to be a match yet, Glenn, with this.
1: Yeah, but how long are you going to let this, this non I mean, Okay, yes, overall the
2: storyline arc, yes, I agree, is, is, is humongously annoying.
1: Yeah, it, it's it, like it they're burn. taking it back down to a simmer so much that the water's not even bubbling at this point.
2: You're right,
0: that's yeah. true. You're the, I, I don't know, it's it's so weird to me. I again and, and this again, this is me that I always usually harp on the E and you know, about the entertainment and people need to, you know, appreciate the entertainment. But again, it's like, you know, you're you're this is a this is a show built around conflict and competition. Why the hell do you need to send two people that are having a conflict and competition to go get therapy? It, you know. But then again then again, you could have said the same thing about Brian and Kane and it turned out to be golden, so whatever. Yeah
1: yep. And Graves even called it out though tonight. You Graves. know they exactly. were like saying, you settle this in the ring, not in therapy. I was like, thanks, Corey. <laughs> you know, what everyone was thinking. Um, and then we had our main event, which was Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. Stipulation on this is that if Drew McIntyre won uh, or Drew McIntyre lost, that he would be banned from ringside at Extreme Rules for the Dolph Seth match. And McIntyre ended up winning. It uh, was pretty, I thought, pretty good main event. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to where they go past. Seth and Dolph on Sunday. I feel like, man, once again, though, you know, Rollins is, is the biggest star on Monday Night Raw. And whatever he does is what I pay attention to the most.
2: He is. I'm a little nervous, though, that he's starting to lose a little bit, not much. I mean, a smidgen of his overness, if you will, if that's a word I can use. Do um, you know what I mean? He was,
1: yeah, he,
2: he was white hot. And primed for and maybe, you know, what maybe that's not maybe that's me looking at it from a different perspective and me nervous that that fans nowadays won't stick with him the way they are right now. Like they've stuck with him longer than I expected them to um, over the last three months now. Right. You know, I keep I keep waiting for WWE to because he's not right wrestling for the title to insert Bobby or Roman ahead of him. With TV time and all these other things, and luckily for us, Roman and Bobby are not, just not doing a better job than Seth is hmm. at the moment. Because by design, let me be clear, they're not. Seth is not their guy that they want to be their top baby face at the moment.
1: Yeah, what'd you think of the match, Justin?
0: Oh, it was a good match. I, I got to say, the, the the spot of the night, the counter of the night, the show of strength of the night is Drew McIntyre. Hung up in the trio, woe. Talk about some core strength. Does a does basically a sit up, grabs Rollins and then suplexes him over his head. I mean, that uh, oh, yeah. you, don't, you, you don't have to have worked in the ring or it, just just look at that and just look at it and say, okay, here's here's a six foot five guy doing a sit up to then grab another guy who's 200 and probably you know 210 pounds legitimately and, and to heave him over his head safely. That was uh, pretty impressive to watch. So that right there made the whole match for
2: me. That what about the tilt-a-whirl slam. He caught him on a... Uh, yeah. Whatever that was. Wollanda w- 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 through the ropes caught him. And then hit him with a tilt-a-whirl on the apron.
0: And, you know, I appreciate the thrill of watching those apron spots, but I cringe every time. They do. And they do it every week.
1: Those kill.
2: Like, oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, uh... McIntyre won with the claymore kick on Rollins, and uh,
2: which is good. Good win for him. Yeah,
1: I just I I'm looking forward to being past extreme rules. I want a real build to SummerSlam. I feel like it's it's the second biggest show of the year. You know who knows? What, I mean, what's going on with Brock right now? So Brock showed up at the UFC pay per view the other night. He's going to fight the yeah. UFC heavyweight champ.
2: And where was it tonight? Where was Brock tonight to make? To follow up on that madness that happened in the Octagon uh, Saturday night. That was madness that happened. Brock drew the ire of every single MMA fan in the universe in one push. Yeah. Okay? And WWE doesn't throw whatever money they have to throw at him to get him on the show tonight?
0: Yeah. I mean... and that's what I wonder, like, you know, none of, none of us are going to know, and there's very few people, a handful of people that are going to know anything that's going on in the Brock-Vince McMahon conversations of what, of what they've worked out, but it's got to make you at least wonder, man, is Brock one of the few guys in Vince's, you know, illustrious career as a promoter who was able to, in some ways, get a little bit over on Vince in the sense of, like, if you're, is right, everything that Brock did to grab headlines on was a Saturday. How does Vince not say, if you're going to go do that while you're my universal champion and I've been paying you handsomely and I made your career over 10 years ago, you're going to come on my show two days later and we're going to have all the headlines saying yes. Brock, Lesnar, Brock Lesnar speaks for the first time after challenging the UFC champion on Monday Night Raw.
2: How do you not have him? I don't and know. You, know, you, know, I, I mean, how you don't. And, and from Brock's perspective, I'd make, him pay me, I'd make him pay him more. Whatever it takes to get Brock on that show, you do it.
1: Yeah. No, this is, I mean, uh, insulting isn't the right word. I mean, actually, it is insulting to the WWE fans, right? I mean, this idea, I mean, yeah. forget Brock's actions. I'm not saying Brock is insulting them, but the fact Vince would let this happen, we have this MIA champion, and then he goes, makes news in this whole other arena, and yes. when's the next time he's defending a title in the WWE? I'll say
0: this, unless, unless Braun Strowman cashes in his money in the bank, at the UFC fight, the Brock Lesnar fights Daniel Cormier, this has been a wasted opportunity.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> or like the uh, the you know, hardcore title Defend Anywhere. It should just be Braun, think about
0: like it. if if there's gonna be a WWE talent that you're gonna that you're gonna have unexpectedly walk onto a UFC show and do some fake wrestling stuff, it's Braun freaking Strowman. There's no oh, UFC yeah. fan that's not gonna go, oh, well, he doesn't look tough. I mean, that's the guy you're gonna sign
2: on there. Uh these it's funny when I see these little these little UFC fighters talk smack about how fake wrestling is too. <laughs> I mean, we're talking like 160 pounders here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's hilarious to me, just because a guy chose that as his profession to make more money than you do. By the way, um, I'll just say it, Matt. You take shits bigger than these guys. Come on, seriously.
1: Like... What's all the creatine and protein powder? to right? <laughs> on, <in> fairness.
0: <laughs> and then you and then you use the butt wipes that the Glenn uses, right? Yeah, the Dollar Shave Club. A code Inc. <laughs> I had to get it in there
1: No, it's, it's just it, It's really nuts that this is the state Of the WWE currently I mean, when was there another time When you had an MIA champion like this And let alone have them Do it, I mean, can you imagine if Hulk Hogan had taken off With the belt, and then he's showing up You know, challenging Mike Tyson to a fight Or something like that, I mean, without Vince Masterminding the whole thing
2: Huh, yeah, I mean, the last time he, he yeah, Thunderlips, right? He left Vince Sr. to go do it. Um, very different, obviously. It's not the same thing. But uh, yeah, it's a big dog. I thought uh, Brock Big Dog WWE, in my opinion. Yeah. He big League them for a better, you know, to go back to UFC and do his thing. And that's great. But again, like you said, how do you just WWE not get, act on it? Yeah, you know, I don't get it.
1: And as fans, I don't know. I mean, look, I think we all suspend as much disbelief as possible in this day and age, but if you want that title to mean something and you want being a champion to mean something, they've really devalued that now to the point where it means nothing on role. That title
2: means nothing to me right now. Nothing as a fan at all. It's going to take a long reign from someone uh, consistently defending that, to, in my opinion, to build it back up to me as a fan watching. to me that, You know what that, that title reminds me of? now the tna um what was it called legends championship that's (laughs) what this title is to me it's a joke
1: was the legends thing a contractual thing they're like some of these guys are putting in their contracts like they have to be a champion but we're not giving them the main title oh i know we'll come up with the legends championship (laughs) so that's what always sounded like to me when i heard about it um so did you guys watch New Japan the G One special over the weekend?
2: No, where, where, I, can't, I can't get the whole damn show on YouTube yet.
1: Justin?
0: No, I, I've seen the viral clips that were put on Twitter, but I did
2: not watch it. Uh,
1: I uh, saw the clips too.
2: <clears throat> I saw, I saw. You know, uh, what do you call it? The, um, um, what do you call from the Bullet Club? Uh, Tamatanga, his brother, and his dad turn on Bullet Club. I saw all that. I saw that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I've heard good stuff about it. I've not watched it. It was in San Francisco. Um, Cody versus Kenny Omega was the main event, right?
2: Yeah, Cody turned face.
1: Yeah. I need to check it out. I apologize. Raj is actually out in San Francisco, was out here for this. So maybe Wednesday we'll uh, get his experience and tentatively – uh, if you went this deep in the podcast, we don't want to jinx it, but uh, Teddy Long, tentatively set to join Raj and myself Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, that should be interesting. And I'm sure we'll talk about New Japan after. Uh, anything else you guys want to hit this week or uh, plug before we take it home?
2: Um, nope.
1: <laughs> and we have uh, Extreme Rules on Sunday night. We'll be back here to talk about all that. Justin, chair Out Reality. Check it out.
0: Yeah, reality at Justin LaBar. Uh, maybe look for some clips this weekend. WWE in Pittsburgh, so we got a lot going on. I'll got the uh, i be hosting the Bruce Pritchard Live Something to Wrestle With show. It's sold out this Sunday here in Pittsburgh, so you never know. There's always a surprise guest. You know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. you got to check out social media. We'll have some clips. Also, WrestleRumble.com. Go on there and make predictions about who's going to win at Extreme Rules. It's a fun way to make it more exciting. You can win some money. Each question is worth a certain amount of points. It makes watching the shows that much more enjoyable. So check it out, WrestleRumble.com.
1: Awesome. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I'll be tweeting along with SmackDown tomorrow and Extreme Rules on Sunday. Until next time, folks, uh, we'll see you back here Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.